Roll tight, everybody, and welcome to Bama Talk. I'm Steve Sample, and we're still excited about A-Day here, so we're going to be talking about the trip we made to Tuscaloosa for the spring game and some of the people that made it another special Saturday in Titletown. To start with, the weather was wonderful. I couldn't have asked for a better day to hit the highway and head from my hometown to watch my home team suit up and show off for the fans that wanted to see the Tide matching. The sky was clear, the air was cool, and just a little breezy, so it made it easy to walk around and enjoy just how beautiful that campus really is. I cruised to the quad, and I couldn't get over how incredible it looked. The grass was as green and as gorgeous as I've ever seen it, and taking into account the amount of traffic it gets, I gotta give a shout out to my buddy Dwayne Lamb, the Assistant Vice President of Facilities and Grounds, for the great job he and his staff are doing with all that. The Million Dollar Band was already busy rehearsing at Butler Field by 9 a.m. or so, with the high school students and alumni that were taking part and playing along, so their prep time had a special kind of family atmosphere this year. By 10 a.m., four hours before kickoff, the Walk of Champions was already alive with activity. Tuscaloosa native and former star tied in Brad Smelly and tied tackle DJ Fluker were set up on the east side of the plaza signing autographs and the lines were already 100 yards long by then. We made a point to go meet the Tide for Troops people who were set up at the Theta House which sits right next to the stadium. Justin Chrysler and his crew drove down from Huntsville which gave us the opportunity to connect with them and we're glad to say we'll be talking to Justin about Tide for Troops in just a few minutes. Now for those of you who may have seen the pencil drawing of A.J. McCarron on Facebook recently and wondered who drew it and how you can get one, it's the work of Priscilla Wadsworth, a Bama fan that lives in the Birmingham area. She's also working on a drawing of Coach Stallings right now that'll be ready real soon and i've got a hunch there'll be a bunch of bama fans that'll want to own one when they see it now we're planning on having her on the show pretty soon so stay tuned if you'd like to know more about her collection in the meantime you can see her stuff on facebook then we headed for bryant denny about noon for the quarterback challenge since the preliminary rounds were held before the game and like true hardcore tide fans there were probably twenty thousand of them in the stands two hours before kickoff it was a lot of fun watching a number of famous names from the past taking part in the passing competition they had that day former crimson tide quarterbacks richard todd stedman Sheely, gary rutledge alan gray andrew zow scott hunter john parker wilson and brody Crow all took turns trying to hit receivers that were set up at five-yard intervals, and then they tried to see how many times they could complete a pass to Big Al, who was riding back and forth in a golf cart catching balls with a fishing net. As for the receivers, they represented several eras of Tide history, going all the way back to the 60s with George Raniger, uh, then Antonio Langham, Brandon Green, Keith Pugh was there, Dre Fulgham, Kermit Kendrick, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, and Eddie Lacy all pitched in. Now, of course, you could tell the years have taken a toll on most of those arms, so the spirals weren't all quite as tight, and some of the deep balls didn't make it as far downfield. But John Parker Wilson, who just signed with the Steelers, by the way, showed he's in playing shape, and Andrew Zaus, 35 now, but he had some of the guys catching passes putting on the gloves because he was burning them. Brody Croyle got a big hand from the crowd and proceeded to put on a passing show to let everybody know he can still sling that thing. Now, there were some highly rated recruits at the game, too, and I know they enjoyed seeing former players that are in the NFL now come back to hang out, along with those I already mentioned, Dre Kirkpatrick, 
Fitzpatrick, Mike Johnson, and Julio were there. And when the teams came out for warm-ups, one of the first things fans were buzzing about was the fact that we had eight quarterbacks dressed out. Wow. The coaching staff managed to get seven of them some snaps, and at the end of the day, Alec Morris looked to me like the best bet to be the long-term backup to A.J., but it was exciting to see so much talent take the field. On the O-line, there were times the Quanjo brothers were both lined up on the left side with Ari at guard next to Cyrus at tackle. And when Barrett Jones set out most of the five weeks of bowl practice, it gave Ryan Kelly a great chance to get a lot of snaps with the starters. And that's paying dividends now because he looked decidedly more comfortable and confident making the calls required at the center position than a first-year starter might normally be. As for the guys on D, he hasn't always gotten a lot of attention, but keep an eye on Ed Stinson this season. I watched him during the drills against our O-line people during warm-ups, and he was having his way and winning the bulk of those battles. Keep an eye on him. Coach Bryant started the tradition of giving awards at the end of spring practice every year, and for the second straight season, T.J. Yeldon was presented with the Dixie Howell Memorial Award, which is given to the MVP in the A-Day game. Ryan Kelly won the Dwight Stevenson Most Improved Lineman Award. A.J. McCarron and Ha Ha Clinton Dick shared the Sylvester Croom Commitment to Excellence Award. Anthony Steen and Ed Stinson won the Mal Moore Leadership Award. Four players were named for the Bart Starr Most Improved Player Award. Austin Shepard, Ari Quanjo, DeAndrew White, and Denzel Deval. Six players earned the Ozzie Newsome Most Improved Freshman Award. Those were Derek Henry, O.J. Howard, Kenyon Drake, Ryan Anderson, Landon Collins, and Cyrus Jones. The Bear Bryant Best Non-Scholarship Player Award went to Parker Barino and Zach Houston. Uh, Kevin Norwood and Blake Sims won the Derek Thomas Community Service Award. C.J. Mosley won the Woodrow Lowe Most Improved Linebacker Award. Amari Cooper claimed the Ray Perkins Most Improved Receiver Award. T.J. Yeldon, again, added the Johnny Musso Most Improved Offensive Back Award to his trophy case. Cyrus Quanjo was presented with the Paul Crane Most Improved Offensive Lineman Award. The Billy Neighbors Most Improved Defensive Lineman Award went to Jeffrey Pagan. The Leroy Jordan Headhunter Award went to Christian Jones and Adrian Hubbard. And my favorite, the Jerry Duncan I Like to Practice Award went to four players. Ryan Kelly, our new center, Brian Vogler, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Vinny Sinceri. So all in all, it was a great day, and the 78,000 that showed up did their part But I got to say, y'all, there were way too many empty seats in Bryant-Denny on a day as pretty as you'll ever see. Now, later on, we headed over to the softball stadium, the Rhodes House, where Bama was hosting Mississippi State in the second game of a weekend series. By the time we got there, about 30 minutes before the first pitch, the sign on the ticket window said, sold out, future game sales only. So beautiful weather and the buzz about Bama softball had created a seller's market, but I managed to make my way through the gate after I got a ticket from someone that had one to spare. People were standing outside the fences because they couldn't get in, so the hard sellout and super weather contributed to creating one of the biggest crowds in Bama softball history. Great atmosphere that day. And that mob got their money's worth, too. Mississippi State jumped out to a 3 to nothing lead largely on unearned runs because of fielding errors on Bama's part. And State had the mow after turning back the tide on Friday night. But you know, the sun don't shine on the same dog every day. And Bama started making plays that put the puppies in a bad position where their pitching couldn't put a stop to the tide's scoring spree. So the game ended with a mercy rule win when the tide made it 11-3 to after a seven-run bottom in the fifth inning. 
But the highlight of the game was when Courtney Conley hit a home run in front of her family that had driven all the way from Missouri to see her play on senior day. I guess she showed them. And there's more good news. Bama's second-ranked men's golf team battled their way through 30-mile-an-hour wins and a surging South Carolina team at St. Simons Island Sunday to win their second straight SEC golf championship. Now they're waiting to find out which one of the six regional sites they'll be sent to in an effort to qualify for the NCAA championships that'll be held at Atlanta's Capital City Club in May. Alabama's women's golf team got it done at Greystone Golf and Country Club to win the SEC title by a full 14 points and like the men they'll be waiting on word from the NCAA as to which regional they'll be heading to in an effort to win a second consecutive national championship now I don't know if the tide's ever been higher when it comes to our teams winning titles and trophies but one thing that never changes is that it's great to be from Alabama And it's great to get to know people who come up with ways to put smiles on the faces of Bama fans in the military that are serving in faraway places. It's our pleasure to talk to one of those people today, the owner and originator of Tide for Troops, Justin Chrysler. Hey, Justin, welcome to Bama Talk, man. How's it going? Hey, doing good. How about you, buddy? Man, I'm having a great time. And like I said, it's great to be from Alabama. And it was great to get to hang out with you and everybody down there Saturday. Just had a super time and we were just talking about the weather i mean it could not have been a more beautiful day the the 23,000 that didn't show up and fill that place up really missed a good time i'll tell you what and it's really interesting to say that you think 23,000 people did not show up but yet there were still 75 plus thousand people there oh you know and i went down early to eat breakfast (laughs) uh uh and uh Oh, the place was already, you know, campus was already buzzing at 8 o'clock in the morning. It was it was just like a regular game day. And, of course, with 78,000 people there, you know, that's like 10 UAB games or something. You know, so there was <laughs> so there were, there were more people at that thing than, than most colleges ever have at their biggest games or a bowl game if they ever get one. You know, Justin, Tide for Troops was such a great idea, and it's caught on pretty fast going by what I'm seeing online. What was the, the your original inspiration uh, for all that? How, what drove you to put this thing together? Well, you know, I, a lot of people ask me pretty much the same question. They say, well, you know, you had to have served in the military. You had to have some type of prior background. And I'll be honest with you, I don't. Uh, my background basically is, you know, I was raised by – a really great mom and dad uh, here in North Alabama, born and raised in Town Creek, Alabama. And, uh, you know, Town Creek, of course, is known for a lot of great Alabama uh, athletic people that come out of there. Oh, yeah. We've had one of them on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the Gary's, the Lang, uh, Antonio Lang, I'm just name a few. I mean, there's uh, some, some great talent come out of there. And I was just, you know, just like any typical Alabama fan, I was brought up uh, in big Alabama spirit, you know, and loving everything to do with Alabama. And that's just the way I was raised. Well, also, had a lot of family who uh, served in the military over the years, and, and, and during the course of the last 15 years, I performed in a band. Uh, we've been on the road a lot, and we've run into a lot of great military people, and we've, we've been able to uh, uh, tour for some really interesting, uh, uh, you know, people that are involved in like uh, bases over in Japan and Korea, and, and we of course have done a lot of deployment ceremonies, a lot of events for uh, the wounded warriors, and just to name a few. But during that process, you know, we, we saw how much it meant to these uh, men and women, you know, serving our country just for something as simple as entertainment. You know, uh, whether they're about to leave, they're just coming home, or, you know, they're they're serving uh, overseas. That, that always uh, was very inspiring to me personally. And, uh, you know, and I took kind of that idea 
when uh, all this got started. And basically what happened is, to make a very long story short, I designed a T-shirt that just simply says, can I get a roll tide question mark on the front? And on the back, of course, has a huge roll tide. And uh, I just, all I did was just put the shirt together myself, just one shirt. You know, I thought, well, what the heck, I'll, I'll put this uh, on my Facebook page, uh, which I do run a page called Can I Get a Roll Tide, you know, coincidentally. And I thought, you know, let's see what people think about this shirt. And I wasn't looking for anything in particular. Just I just wanted to see what people thought about the shirt. You know, because I was making it for myself, and I was just going to wear it around the house. Oh, that's like chumming, and, uh, for, that's sure. like chumming for sharks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, what I did is I, I put that up, and within about 15 minutes of putting that uh, that picture up, I had, of course, I had a lot of response, you know, a lot of comments and feedback. But I had a contractor in Afghanistan, I'll never forget him, and we're still friends. Uh, his name is Austin Strickland, and uh, he's he's working at a post office in uh, Afghanistan uh, with the next to the once. Let's see, I, I apologize, I can't remember the exact name. I think it's the 167. Uh, infantry battalion and yeah that's a zip code uh, i don't know yeah it, it's a group that's based out of uh, Silicon alabama and wow. anyway uh austin you know sent me this message and he said man it would be so cool if you could uh possibly sell me a few of these shirts so i could give out to some men and women serving our country over here you know and i was like of course my first immediate response to austin was uh man there is absolutely no way i would charge for these guys and girls serving in our military to receive a shirt god you know? bless you uh, but that, that's kind of where it started, believe it or not. I went ahead and, you know, went out and we reached out to the University of Alabama and, uh, of course, uh, CLC and, and made sure our church were officially licensed. And uh, we, you know, took all of the correct procedure. And uh, we just started sending these shirts out based on uh, donations and, you know, auctioning items off, raising money. And, you know, to this date, we've sent out a little over 2,000 shirts. Oh, man, that's a great story. You know, I was never called to serve in the military and actually never considered uh, enlisting, but I've got so much respect for the people that do. My dad and grandfather both served, and uh, I've always had such a high regard for anybody that that chooses that path. And um, I, I'm kind of a homeboy myself, and I love being where I can get to games and or watch them on TV or listen to the radio broadcast. And the and the there have been a few years and over the <clears throat> over my life where I was traveling and couldn't get to games, and it's. And it's difficult. It makes Saturdays kind of tough, you know. And uh, sure. it, it's it's an, an amazing that somebody from Afghanistan would pick up on that. But it, but it's also um, so typical of how this thing ties things together. I I've told this story on the show before about walking through the Seattle airport two summers ago with just a regular Bama T-shirt on, and had three people yell "Roll Tide" at me from across the concourse. <laughs> You know, within 20 minutes. Now, this is in Seattle, Washington, and had the same thing happened on the beach at Ven in Venice, California. And the first time I ever went to New York City, checked into a hotel just off Times Square, walked up to Times Square at, at lunch hour, so it looked like ball game. There must have been 30,000 people trying to cross the street there in that, that little area. And somebody walked right in front of me in a Bama sweatshirt. You know, it's it's just it happens everywhere now. So you're yeah, a, it, so you're a Bama fan. We've and we've all got our story about how being a Bama fan evolved. How how did that really start for you? Uh, for being a Bama fan in general, yeah, yeah. I just what what is there a particular I, episode or a particular game that that made you really kind of turn that corner? You know, it, <laughs> that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that a whole lot. But I, the first thing I'll just tell, I'll just answer you just like the first thing that popped in my mind. 
Uh, I know for an absolute fact I've been an Alabama fan my whole life. It's just the way I was raised. But uh, one interesting story is this is just completely off the wall. I can't. I've never really told anyone this story, but. Uh, I remember after we, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Penn State game. I remember they got um, Thomas Ram, I believe is his name. 1989. Yeah, 89, that's it. I was 11 years old. I was born in 78, so that's about right. Uh, I remember when they did that, I was watching on TV. I remember a friend of mine was visiting that day, and we were in Town Creek, Alabama. Of course, we watched the games, but I remember this specific game. Uh, my dad is just, you know, he's hardcore boy. He's all about some Alabama football. But, of course, we all are. But, you know, we're not crazy. But we we, we really watch it and, you know, we just study it and just, just eat it up. Well, I remember once that happened, I remember running in the yard and we screamed and, you know, waving at cars and just doing the typical good old country boy thing that we do when we're <laughs> kids, you know. And, uh, <laughs> but I do remember. But here, here, here you go. Here's where the story takes a turn. My dad, I remember coming back inside and my dad looking at me and saying, Y'all need to get your clothes on. We're fixing to go to Tuscaloosa. And I said, what are you talking about? Huh? And I remember, I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but I do remember that we got in the car, and I think it was like a big old station wagon or something. It was like like 10 of us. You know, me, I've got like two, I got a brother and a sister, and of course I had a couple friends over, and then, then you know, like my parents, and I think it was a couple more. It seems like there was a ton of people in the car. We drove to Tuscaloosa that night. And that was back when uh, my buddy Clyde Good was playing, too, on the team. And I'm just thankful for Clyde. God rest his soul. And uh, always will. He's just a superb person. And I hate that he's gone, but his memory will always be there. I'll just throw that in there. But Clyde being a Town Creek boy, of course, was on the team. And well, sure enough, we drove to uh, Tuscaloosa Airport. And uh, we got there about an hour prior to the team arriving uh, yep. back from the Penn State game. And uh, I'll never forget those guys and uh, uh, getting off that plane and, and just everybody screaming and going nuts. And uh, I remember seeing Clyde, he came over there to me, hugged my neck. And that was something he and I talked about up until, you know, he passed away. Was, oh, yeah. you know, he said, man, I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget you standing there. I was like, man, you know, so that's one of my Alabama stories. Oh, that, and it's a great one, too. Uh, we we had, you know, Thomas Rams, the guy that blocked that last field goal down there at the end of the game. Right. Desperation mm-hmm. block. Daniel Moore did a painting about it. It's got famous print. You know, you can see it, see it hanging in homes and restaurants and buildings all over the state. And then Jerry Duncan was on last fall, uh, who was on the radio broadcast team that day. And uh, so people out you want to go back and catch those shows because it was really great to – uh, listen to them talk about not only being there but taking part in it. I mean, Thomas Rayham is the guy that blocked that kick, and uh, <laughs> just a super guy. And and you're right, uh, uh, the Good family is a special bunch of folks. I talked to Chris just the other day; he's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, all those brothers, there four of them, are were very close. And in fact, they uh, uh, it was telling me about they have a annual. Uh, trip they make down to the Seabreeze Jazz Festival down in Panama City that they uh, mm-hmm. and they still make that trip because I think Clyde was the one that kind of instigated it so they kind of make right. it in his honor and they're just a great bunch of guys and isn't it amazing to be in Tuscaloosa on a beautiful spring day four months from football season and see all that activity and excitement did you get a chance to to see much of the game I know you're awfully busy that day yeah, you know, we, we were truly blessed, I'll tell you. We, we've been, uh, this this whole, you know, startup in our company, of course, you know, we've, we've not been going but about four months now. And, you know, ever since we started this project, we've had a really great response and people just wanting to help and volunteer and, you know, contact us to do certain things. And we've had people donate and, you know, it's just kind of overwhelming sometimes. But not to say that we don't still need that. Just I'll tell you about an order I got here in a little bit, but uh, recently, but, 
Yeah, A-Day was was not only a phenomenal experience, but you know, it's probably the fourth or fifth time I've been able to attend an A-Day game. Uh, and this time in particular uh, was really special. And the reason for that is Miss um, Kate Hopkins, I'll mention her name, who's the house mother at uh, Kappa Alpha Theta uh, there right next to the uh, stadium, uh, she was able to hook us up with box Skybox tickets that day. Uh, so I, for the very first time in my life, I was able to go with my staff uh, to a skybox seat and sit and enjoy the entire experience of uh, a day. And I tell you what, it was—I got cold chills actually thinking about her. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned her name because I met her and spoke with her when I came by uh, uh, to catch up with you guys, and I couldn't remember her name. Uh, repeat her name for us one more time. Her name is uh, Kate Hopkins. Okay, well, she's the house mother there at the Cap Alpha Theta House. Uh, that's, and that's she right. was so warm and welcoming and invited us to eat lunch with them. Just thank her. Just wanted to thank her so much. And I'm glad you could remember her name because she was just a wonderful host that day. You know, Tide for Troops is, of course, a nonprofit. We want to make sure everybody understands that. Uh, right. And you provide these T-shirts to our troops at no charge to them. So you guys depend on sponsors and donations, uh, the, the goodwill of, of fans and people that want to help, right? That's right. That's exactly right. You know, and it, I, I don't want people to ever think that you know it's uh, it's a type of uh, project where you know we're trying to take advantage of uh, emotional attachments to the military because you know we we've got to face it. I mean, when it comes to our troops, especially during times of war and you know even times just when you know people uh, maybe in military appreciation days and things like that, we know that people want to help and they like supporting our troops, but. You know, I mean, our organization really is based around the fact that we know, we now know what these shirts mean to these troops. Um, you know, I receive letters on a daily basis. Uh, some of them have brought me to tears multiple times, and it's just because I didn't realize what we were doing. So, you know, we're, we're taking advantage of the fact that this is an opportunity for us as a community, not just time for troops, but as a community to be able to put a small, uh, a brief conversation uh, it boosts just a tiny bit of a morale to, uh, to our men and women serving our country. And I tell you, it's, there's a lot of things that you can do. You know, that's our whole purpose here. I mean, you can't, you know, you could send something. As, I was actually just at the post office a minute ago, and a lady was uh, sending to an APL. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, you know, is it your husband you're sending something serving our country? She said, yes. It turns out he's an Alden fan. I said, how about I send him one of these Alabama shirts? She goes, oh, that would be hilarious. You know, that, that just goes to show you. You know, getting something, you know, she was sending little baby cakes, for example. I mean, sending anything, they're going to, it's going to put a brief smile on their face. Sure. You know, if that's, if that's what it takes, then, you know, my golly, we're going to do it over and over again. Well, well, you know, and, and, and I just can't imagine what it's like to not only be so far away from home, but to, in many cases, be in harm's way. I would imagine just a little piece of what it's like to be at home and the associations with excitement and fun and, those wonderful fall Saturdays and uh, listening to the radio and John Forney and Eli Gold and Paul Kennedy and and the uh, TV broadcast, the, the, the kind of things that you can use to um, sort of uh, distract yourself from the dilemmas that they're in over there. So I, that's just a wonderful thing. I know one thing. If I was stationed in Afghanistan and I got a package, I'd rather have one of those T-shirts than a fruitcake. <laughs> 
There's no yeah. question. There's no question about yeah, that. I, I had a few a few churches that told me, you know, gosh, man, we receive like deodorant and toothpaste and tooth, toothbrushes every day. He goes, that stuff gets old, man. He goes, we got plenty of those. He said, but we never had a t-shirt like this. You know, <laughs> you know and it's funny. I've seen tons of those pictures, and we've posted a number of them on our Bama Talk Facebook page because people really enjoy them, and we re- re- really feel good about promoting this and doing whatever we can to – uh, like you say, uh, maybe provide just a few moments of uh, a distraction and a little bit of fun for these men and women that are that are landed all on the line on our behalf all over the globe. Uh, have, I know you've probably gotten letters and emails and uh, texts and that kind of thing from service people. Uh, are there any in particular that have stood out to you? You know, there's actually, of course, several. I was hoping that you would ask me that. I just it's coincidental that we're talking today. This morning, uh, when I woke up, I woke up to uh, my phone was beeping, and it was a, a notification that I received an email, of course. And uh, I clicked on it, and the very first thing I did, I rolled out of bed, and I looked at my phone, and I read this email. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll read it to you real quick. Please do. Okay. And, uh, this is from a troop who uh, just recently received one of our shirts. It says, I just wanted to take the time to thank you guys for giving back to our brothers and sisters in arms. It seems the closer we get to the end of this long war, the less people pay attention to the soldiers that continue to put their lives on on the line daily. I have served for over nine years alongside my wife, two brothers, three brother-in-laws, and countless other close friends and family members. I speak for all of us when I say we need more people in the world like you and the people that work with your foundation. Thanks again for your continued love and support, and as always, roll tide roll. That I don't know about you, Steve, but that's that's kind of the reason we do what we do. That literally just that hits home to me because I know, excuse me, I know some of these men and women are getting something from home. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to take away from the fact that we've also got some unbelievable veterans that have served, you know, retired. Uh, they're, they're also qualified for these shirts. You know, let's not leave them out. There's been so many people that's sacrificed so much, you know, whether it be just being away from their family or being on the front line. Yes. You know, I feel like they deserve these shirts no matter what it takes. Uh, that, that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I, I had noticed uh, in some of your posts that you mentioned that you make these available to retired military personnel too. And I know, you know, you can walk through the mall and see veterans with, you know, the caps on or a button or a patch. And you can tell that there's a, a great bond and a great amount of pride they still have in in relating to uh, folks that are in the military now, that, that that kinship that they have, that simplify. You know, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. You know, once you've served, you're never, uh, my impression is you're never really the same. And that, and that is a true fraternity, a true fraternity. You know, right. born of experience and, mm-hmm. and enduring things together in situations that really uh, sometimes put you in a place where you find out where you're really made of, uh, and God bless them all. Uh, but, you know, that was such a moving uh, letter. Uh, I don't even know how to follow it. But what we what I want to do now, and we'll go back over this before we sign off, is uh, let everybody know. Uh, the easiest way to reach you if they want to take part, if they want to contribute, if they want to buy T-shirts, make purchases, what's the best way to go about that? 
You know, I appreciate you again for, for letting me tell this on your program because, I mean, this is the way we basically, you know, uh, allow people to, to support the cause and to also, you know, jump on board and even order a T-shirt. But all this, uh, all these things you can find out on our website, which is just very simple. It's just tiedfortroops.com. Uh, again, tiedfortroops.com. You can go there. Uh, you can not only purchase a T-shirt, and keep in mind, uh, we say every two T-shirts we're able to sell to the general public. We're able to donate one to the soldier, uh, to a troop, to Marine, Airman, uh, Naval, anything that you can think of. That's what we do is we, we donate those shirts. So, uh, there's also a way that you can donate, uh, just if you want to, you know, give a, a few dollars in the calls. That's fine. We will accept anything, obviously. And, uh, you can also, uh, look on there for more information to kind of explain our mission and what we do. And, uh, of course, we have all the social media uh, tied in as well, uh, Facebook.com backslash Tied for Troops uh, or at Twitter uh, at Tied for Troops. Uh, you know, there's pretty much search it and you'll see us. That's what we tell people. Just look around. We've uh, really worked hard at getting the word out, and we're still doing that, and we're going to continue to do that uh, through sources like yourself. And uh, we, we always appreciate any media attention that we can get because uh, sometimes if people don't know about the mission, you know, they might not uh, know to, to support it. So, uh, that's our whole uh, that's our whole concept there, and I and I will say this real quick. I was going to tell you about a recent order. I just got an order of 750 requests, rather uh, 750 shirts have been requested through uh, Fort Bliss, Texas. Uh, and I know you think, well, that's Texas, and it's not Alabama. Well, the process there is that you've got literally 70 to 80 thousand soldiers, uh, troops uh, that go in and out uh, of the Fort Bliss to their process, basically. Uh, and through that process there, you know, that's before they deploy, after they get home from deployment, uh, or just go through there for other reasons. So, uh, the gentleman asked for these shirts, and I think that he said he's got a lot of Bama fans, and he knows what it would mean to them. Well, I know what it means to them as well. So, I told him without a doubt, we'll do it. Uh, we're going to get in there, no matter what it takes. So, right now, we're kind of in a fundraising mode where I, I, I've got a personal goal of a week. Uh, so I think within a week we can have all those 750 shirts paid for and shipped and, you know, just ready to get that done. So uh, that's just one example of, uh, of you know, these people that are uh, requesting shirts. So, yeah, oh, we depend on the public and community to, to support it. That's awesome, man. What does it cost if somebody, they're, they're listening to the show, they're thinking, I'd like to buy a shirt and have them donate it to one of our servicemen. What's it cost them? What, what we ask online, we can purchase that shirt for $19.99 uh, and then plus shipping, of course. Uh, and we allow that. We, we sometimes we'll do a deal where, you know, we run a, a special, of course, weekly. It's different things. And we try to make it fun and exciting. Uh, you can actually order a couple of shirts. Uh, and in return, we send a note. Or excuse me, you can actually write a note to the troop, to the service uh, member, and you can oh, actually put that in the package. Oh, and that's tell great. Them, you know, basically, yeah, it's just, it's just we want to put a little touch of home. and Personal. Any, any type of communication that troops can have uh, with, uh, you know, some people back home, they, they appreciate that. I mean, they like to know that others care about them. So. Hey, man, that's awesome. Hey, let me ask you this. is Are these purchases tax deductible they're they are donations are they tax deductible oh, absolutely yeah everything's a non-profit we're able to you're able to use your receipt when you make payment which will be sent right back to you uh, if your payment is made you can follow it on your taxes uh it's a strictly non-profit organization so uh keep, yeah keep in mind anything that we do is strictly non-profit and that's how we work and we want to make sure that everyone knows that, that, that we're, we're running this thing the right way. So. Well, that sounds great. i tell you what I'm going to do. As soon as I get home, I'm going to grab that. Uh, I'm going to get online. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a purchase. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a purchase. I'm gonna uh, 
get in on this thing and help you uh, get those 750 shirts to Fort Bliss, Texas. And I want to uh, suggest to everybody and challenge everybody, those Bama fans out there, uh, I know things are tight, but if you know if you can make it happen, uh, pitch in and do what you can. I know I know it'll be awfully well appreciated. The um, and we've got troops stationed all over the world. Uh, I know you mentioned hearing from Afghanistan. What are some of the other uh, interesting places you may be getting feedback from? You know, it's, uh, I, I think that I'm never surprised anymore. I've got, believe it or not, I have sent uh, shirts to uh, specific designated ATL addresses who I was told from the person requesting that they'll be put on a helicopter flown to the middle of the Pacific and dropped on uh, aircraft carriers, uh, destroyers. Um, that is awesome. Sensors. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It never, never ceases to amaze me. we got Japan, uh, of course, Korea, uh, multiple parts in uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Kuwait. Kuwait just actually got uh, some soldiers over there, just got uh, hundred and I believe it's 180 shirts just kind of popped in at a picture on our Facebook page. I think you've probably seen it. That's all the, the troops. I believe you might post it on your page too. And it's a lot of them all lined up with our shirts on, but uh, we've sent them to Anchorage, Alaska, and then other parts of Alaska, uh, of course, all over the states. Uh, we've probably sent to about 30 states so far uh, within the country and uh, Canada. I mean, I, I could go on and on. There's a lot of things that just goes to show you that, our Alabama boys and girls are everywhere. Yeah, every, they they all appreciate that Alabama spirit. You know, and somewhere right now, in in the darkness of their lonely room, there's some fan of some team that we beat all the time that's going. You know, you can run and hide, but you can't get away from the tide. I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's got to be happening somewhere. You know, there's a <laughs> anyway. Well, man, we're just about out of time, Justin. It has been great. It was great to get to meet you Saturday and hang out for a while and see what's going on with everything for with Tide for Troops and uh, get to talk about it. What I want to do too is one more time before we uh, wrap this thing up, let everybody know where they can find you and where they can make that purchase. Absolutely, yeah. If you'll just visit uh, www.tidefortroops and that's spelled out F O R for four. Tide4Troops.com. Uh, pretty much all the information you need is there. We encourage people to visit our Facebook page. We run uh, sign them. We'll be at auctions daily. Uh, sometimes uh, every other day we'll have something fun and exciting on there. People can bid on and know that all the proceeds that uh, are, are, are gathered that are gathered from from the sale of that are able to be spent. You know, to to purchase more shirts and of course Twitter at Tide for Troops. And uh, hey, just come on board, man, and just check it out. I think that uh, if you'll just have a look around for a second, you'll really see uh, what we're doing and what our whole purpose is and know that it is all about the troops and 100% are all Tide Spirit. I'm talking about, man. I'm all behind you. We're going to do everything we can to help you, and uh, we're going to get you back on here uh, before football season again sometime soon, okay? That sounds great. And I can't thank you guys enough for having me on. All right, listen, good luck with everything and roll tide. Roll tide. Well, it looks like Bill Battle, our new athletic director, has made his first big move. Wendell Hudson's returning to an administrative position in the athletic department, and the search for a new women's basketball coach has already begun. We're really glad Wendell's staying with the university, and we also hope a new coach can put Bama women's basketball on the national map where it belongs. The athletic department spent $15 million renovating Foster Auditorium recently, which includes a really nice plaza just outside that 
famous front door. So if you haven't taken a tour of Foster since they gave it a good facelift, be sure and go buy next chance you get. It looks great. Uh, the Million Dollar Band Alumni Weekend will be September 21st, which is the weekend of the Colorado State game. Like last year, it'll feature the alumni in a joint performance with the 101st edition of the Million Dollar Band. So remember the 21st of September. For those of you who saw it at the A-Day game Saturday, the fellow that Landon Collins collided with on the sidelines is going to be okay. Play clock operator Doyle Shaw hit the ground really hard, and they actually had to stop the game because it looked bad there for a few minutes for him. But he's going to be fine, and he's expected to make a full recovery. You know, in the seven years Coach Saban's been here, we've put 594,861 fans in the stands for the spring game. That's an average of 84,000. 980 fans in the stands per year for the A-Day game. That's awfully good. Actually, that's amazing. But this is Alabama, and amazing is what we do. We've had over 91,000 show up three times, which is more than most stadiums even seat. We set the bar for spring game attendance in 2007. Now it's time to raise it again. So let's make plans to be in the stands next spring and show the whole world what Alabama football means to Alabama people. Hey, if you haven't seen our Bama Talk Facebook page, we hope you'll check it out. We're having a lot of fun with it, and we're hearing from Bama fans from far and wide that love looking at pics and posts about the Crimson Tide. If you see something you like, feel free to share it because it's all about Bama, and be sure to tell your friends about it. If you enjoy the page, hit that like button and let us know you're out there because we want to be a connecting point for Bama fans from all 50 states on all five continents. We are Dixie's football pride, but now we're talking Crimson Tide worldwide. And let your friends know they can find Bama Talk Show in the podcast section of iTunes or on Stitcher, which comes as standard equipment on a lot of new cars now, or at BigBrainsMedia.com. And if tweets are your thing, you can follow Bama Talk Show on Twitter now, too. Listening to the show is absolutely free. The downloads and subscriptions cost nothing, and when you hit that subscribe button, it saves and stores every episode so you can listen to any show anytime you like, as much as you like, or as much as you can stand anyway. And there's also a free podcast app available for your smartphone or your mobile device or your tablet that lets you listen to the show on the go. You know, like while you're getting in a good workout lifting weights or while you're jogging or while you're just relaxing and watching your next door neighbor, the one in the orange overalls, trimming and edging around the household appliances in his front yard. And you know, while I'm thinking about it, I'm all for tradition and college spirit, and I hate that one well-known redneck tried to poison certain people's property. But I was wondering if they ever thought about how many trees had to die to make the tons of toilet paper that helped kill the one they wanted to save so bad. I guess they'll just have to wipe it out of their mind and move on. And we're going to move on because it's time to head for the locker room. But before we go, we want to say thanks again to Justin Chrysler for taking time to talk about Tide for Troops and the good things they've got going on. Don't forget, you can go back and catch old episodes of Bama Talk while you wait on the next one because they'll help fill that hole till we head for Atlanta to have at it with the Hokies. So for Mark Phillips, James Spann, and everybody behind the scenes at Bama Talk, we sure hope you enjoyed it because we had a ball, y'all. Till next time, take care. Have a blessed day and roll tide.